Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End. Although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. What is the worst way to die at an amusement park? What is your fear of how you might die at an amusement park? Is this something that you think about ahead of time before you go on a daunting ride? While you are already on the ride? Or do you just go with the moment and hope for the best? Pretty much all of my family and friends have on many occasions thought about horrific moments that can realistically and unrealistically happen while on rides at our favorite amusement parks. Although it's not best practice to express your fears while in line waiting for your turn on the specific ride that haunts you, but this is something that we just do anyways. Moni. Moni has the most common fear, I think. Or maybe not. Hers is not only falling off a roller coaster, but falling off a specific roller coaster. One of our childhood favorites, the Colossus at Six Flags in Valencia, California. It was one of the tallest roller coasters in existence at 125 feet. A twin wooden roller coaster whose tracks ran parallel to each other that debuted in 1978 and that has been modified over the years several times. Six months after Colossus had opened, a 20-year-old woman was ejected from the roller coaster and killed. Moni's fear was that the lap bars were really too low on your body that left a ton of room for error. She could see herself falling at 62 miles per hour, plunging to the ground and smacking her head on every beam on the way down. Talk about a headache. The Colossus no longer exists as it was dismantled in 2014, making way for the new and improved Twisted Colossus, a hybrid roller coaster mixing wood and steel. Riley Riley's fear involves a flying pirate ship. Well, sort of. There is a pendulum-type swinging Viking ship right at Elitch Gardens in Denver, Colorado. It looks like it could easily be a pirate or Viking ship. The Sea Dragon swings back and forth with a strong G-force velocity and was built in 1980. There are no restraints on the ride and it's considered to be family-friendly. But to Riley, it's an accident waiting to happen. Swinging back and forth, back and forth, the anticipation of the flying pirate Viking ship shooting off into the crowd, killing you and others standing nearby. Although this particular ride has no such crowd-killing reports, it still doesn't stop Riley's mind from wandering. It's also worth noting that just because Riley believes one day sh- this ride will kill her, it doesn't stop her from loving it and riding it as often as she can. Kids. Jake. Jake also has a fear of dying from falling high up into the air to the cold ground below. Not just a back-and-forth swinging ride, but a swinging in circles ride. There are many rides considered the swing ride. Elitch Gardens in Denver has a few. The Dragon Wing Swing Ride, known as the Batwing under Six Flags, the tamer of the swing rides. The ride swings round and round, very friendly and serene. Starflyer is the more daunting of the swing rides. It stands 17 stories above Denver's skyline and moves at 50 miles an hour. Tower of Doom, an extreme ride with an aggressive drop of 200 feet to the ground at a modest speed of 60 miles an hour. It's exactly what it sounds like. 
You are high up. It looks like a tower you are temporarily strapped to, and then you drop to your doom. It's definitely an adrenaline rush. A wrenching, heart-stopping adrenaline rush. They also have a third swing ride that is for younger kids and couldn't scare you if it tried. Side note, Jake also has a fear of carnies that may kill you, like at a carnival. Even workers at an amusement park, even though he's not sure of their titles, he knows it's not carnies. A very haunting fear that someone pretending to help you will kill you. Corey. Corey has a fear of drowning on a ride. So she says, let me explain. I feel like it's either the Pirates of the Caribbean or it's a small world. Maybe even a ride just like them. She did single out those Disneyland rides, so this is where we go. She has a fear of getting stuck on the ride when it shuts down. She can see being stuck in time as the animatronics go on with their script. With the Pirates ride, it's the battling ship scene. Loud cannon shots, gun firing, and yelling. Would anyone hear her if she fell over? I did tell her that I thought it was like two feet of water. This doesn't faze her at all. She still thinks death is a possibility. The thought of the singing childlike animatronics on It's a Small World is just too much for her. Maybe even being drowned by one of them during the incessant singing and music. Even when the ride stops and you are just stuck there with no choice but to listen, watch, and wait. Scott. Scott has more of a wondering than a fear. He's not really one for amusement parks and will only go if I ask him. But it's absolutely crossed his mind of how he might die at an amusement park. But it has absolutely crossed his mind of how he might die at an amusement park if that was indeed a thing. His is decapitation. Once a long time ago, we were at an amusement park and he was wearing a hoodie. It was before the roller coaster rides had cubbies or lockers to hold your personal items while you were on the super intense ride. Scott was wearing a hoodie and put his camera, hat, and sunglasses in the hoodie pocket. As luck would have it, the camera and sunglasses fly to the hard, cold, concrete floor below. He feels terrible. We look around the ride's perimeter just to see if by chance any item on the ground is recognizable. Nothing is, of course. The ride's perimeter is way too large to search from the safety gates. Scott says, what if I jump the fence and go look? I say, watch your head. We both laugh and move on. It's not the end of the world, he says. He has never been one to freak out at the loss of something material. Yeah, it stinks, but it's never the end of the world. However, it's definitely been a thought that has crossed his mind of how he might die at an amusement park. Just say no to decapitation. AJ. AJ's fear is not one I've ever heard of before. Straight up, it's poisoning my churros. Um, the hell you say? As a lover of churros and amusement parks, it's natural that these paths will cross, right? I suppose there are many ways to die by churros, like if you think about it and stuff. Regular churros, or even frosted churros. Oh, the horrors. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all my favorite people on this planet and wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End.